Life hurts. Every day we go through trials and tribulations, but I want you to know that you are really special and you have a life ahead of you. We want to work on self-healing. We want to work on self-love. I want you to know that you are a queen that you are destined to be. And with this here podcast, you're going to learn that. And I want you to listen to every story that a woman has and just know, let's work, baby. Hey, ladies, welcome to Life Her Podcast. I'm your host, Yvette Lloyd. I know this wonderful woman. Her name is Brandy Coffee. She has sweetly created for you. And I'm telling you, ladies, these candles are amazing and they look delicious, even though you can't eat them, but they look really, really good. Hi, Brandy. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fine. (laughs) So what led you on to start such an amazing business? I started Sweetly Created for You in 2011. Um, when I started Sweetly Created for You, I started, I was, I had um, cancer twice. I had um, third stage colon cancer and thyroid cancer. But when I was going through chemo for third stage colon cancer, um, I was trying to find something to keep my mind occupied while I was going through the process. So, I got a book at Goodyear Library on candle making, DIY of candle making. And so, I just started from there. I found a lady on um, Craigslist who just happened to be, um, she was merging, she had just got married, and she was merging her stuff with her husband's stuff. So, she needed to get rid of um, a bunch of her craft stuff that she had. And it just so happened she had like maybe like three trash bags full of candle stuff. Wow. And it probably now knowing like how much stuff costs, it probably is about over three hundred dollars worth of stuff and Ooh. I paid fifty dollars for it. What? <laughs> and I didn't know like it had wicks, it had um it just had everything, scents, colors, and I didn't know anything about it. So when I had bought it, um, it was me and my daughters. We went down. We met her. She stayed in Canton by the airport. Okay. And we went down there, met her, picked up the stuff, and came back home. And then I just started going through all the stuff. I had no idea what I was doing. But I w- it was just put on my heart that, okay, you can do this. Because I, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. I never knew, like, nothing I knew I was crafty but I didn't know what my niche was like right what, what is my what is my gift I should say so um it started from there and then the first I just did like um trial um of making candles and um I was doing chemo like I said at that time so the first they were like um the first candles were really big and bulky. <laughs> they were ridiculous. <laughs> and they, um, the first person I sold a candle to was actually a nurse who, wow. um, did, was helping me, assisting me, like giving me my chemo. She was the first person that ever bought a candle. She had bought, um, it was a pillar candle. It was a big blue, uh, pillar candle. And it was, uh, like a clean cotton scent. And that was the first candle I ever sold. And from there, it kind of just, um, I did a craft show, um, probably like maybe about three months after that. I did, I made a bunch of product, did a craft show at Ellett High School and 
I saw, and when they put me in the, it was in the gym, mm-hmm. and they put me by, um, it was a national brand. I can't think of who it was, um, but it was like someone that was like out there uh-huh. as far as like, um, kind of like a Yankee candle kind of thing. So oh. someone that was like, you know, well known. And uh-huh. so then you have me, <laughs> no one's ever heard of me. So they sat me right next to them. Really? And they, Were so, you nervous? Oh my gosh. I was super <laughs> nervous. And then I was, I was so upset. because so I was like, why would they sit a small business person right next to like a chain? Mm-hmm. And because, Everyone, of course, is going to go to the chain because they don't know my business. And people would come by and they would smell them and say, how good they smell? And they were so pretty. But I think I might have sold one, maybe two things. I was so discouraged. Really? Yes. And I was just like, you know, like, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? It's like when you question all that. And then um, my daughters are very... um, very important at that time because they were just, you know, kind of, and they didn't know that they were pouring into me, but they were because they were like, you know, you can do it. And two, I was going through chemo, so it was just a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I um, stopped making them for a while because it didn't seem like they were selling. Uh-huh. And um, I go to um, City of Joy, so it just so happened we were doing going into a fast at the same time Mm -hmm. so I went into the fast I stopped making candles I couldn't figure out like a logo it didn't seem to be really coming together so then I was just like okay I'm gonna go through the fast and when I was going through the fast I was just like you know Lord I need you to guide me show me if this is what I'm supposed to be doing like kind of like open the doors with different things so I went through the fast um and once I came through it um when I got done I revamped the entire candles um, that's when they came, became out, became dessert candles where they looked like desserts in a cup to like banana pudding, blueberry cheesecake, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, um, the logo, I couldn't figure out what I wanted the logo to look like. And so I went to this lady to have her create it. And so she came back to me with two different, she asked sent me like a two page questionnaire. And she asked me, like, and I told her I wanted to be kind of animated. Right. But I wasn't sure. So she came back with two different logos. She came back with my girl. And then she came back with, like, this kind of, like, streamlined logo. Mm -hmm. And um, the girl had all pink on. And then the other logo. So I told her I wasn't sure. And then she told me, she's like, if you plan on going in stores like Walmart or Target, you probably should pick the one that's more streamlined because it fits in. Right. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And that, and then I was like, but something was just like, no, you don't want to fit in. Exactly. Like you want to sit out. Like you want, when people come see your candle, you want it to stand out. And then I was just like, um, well, no, maybe I'll just get... The, just trying to be, you know, in sync with what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And it just just didn't sit right. So then I told her no. I said, I actually think I'm going to go with the girl logo, which is what I have now. Uh-huh. And I said, the only thing that I 
ask is that if you can change your clothes to blue because blue represents for colon cancer. Okay. So I said, if you can change your clothes to blue, I want her. I don't want the one that fits in. Right. And I explained to her, um, like my vision um, that God had gave me for it. And I said, you know, I don't want when people come across, if that's a path I go is in stores, I don't want it to fit in. Exactly. I want it to stand out. I want people to see um, someone on the logo that maybe looks like them or looks like their daughter or they can, you know, um, it resonates with them. So um, she created the logo and that's how I got my logo. Wow. Just um, standing on faith. Mm-hmm. And then when I redid it um, and made the candles like in the containers and um, things like that. Then it started to, I started seeing like doors open. Mm -hmm. One thing I want to bring you and our listeners to attention, like when we're coming up with a business and we see that it's other people that's doing the same exact thing, it doesn't mean that you have to do the same thing as them. You, you were given a gift from God. So God wanted you to create this gift on how you see it and how he see it. And sometimes when we next to another company, it it shouldn't be discouraging. It should be uplifting cuz you like, okay, one day that's going to be me. I'm going to be right there. So you have to understand your path. That was their path and you have your own path. You got to go into Anything that you do within confidence, you always have to have that confidence. That's like me having a, like me, I have daycare centers and I have a youth program. Everyone has a daycare center. Everybody has a youth program, but I stay in my lane. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what direction I'm going into. And I try to be as unique as possible because I don't want to have the same image as another person. On far as how they run their yep. business. And it's what passion. And and this is something that is your passion. Mm-hmm. And you just do it so well. I'm telling y'all. If y'all see these candles. <laughs> <laughs> they are off the chain. And you know. We got to think about how many companies. It's like um, people get an example all the time. Like apple juice. We got different ba- brands of apple juice. And they Mm -hmm. literally all taste different. I'm an apple juice person, so. (laughs) (laughs) But they all taste Mm -hmm. different. But that's like you have your candles, but they all smell different from other companies, too. So you always have to keep that in mind so you can just keep going. If you just stay in your own lane, your own tunnel vision, you will keep going. I'm telling you. That's what I've learned. Um, I guess now, because people will say I'm seasoned because I've been doing it so long. That, um, like, now when I do shows, like, I do some shows where it's, like, three other candle people. And then, um, but I know that, like, what God has is for me. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I know, like, it's not just, of course, I do it to make money. However, that's not the focus. Mm -hmm. The focus is for people to understand, like, to hear my testimony as far as, like, what I've been through. And then also just to see, like, how um, 
God has just done so much in my business. I try to stay true to the vision mm-hmm. that he gives me. And I always say, like, it's his business. I'm just running it for him. Yes. So <laughs> I try to stay um, true. So when I do, like, different things, like whether it's going into stores or doing shows, I always try to ask him, like, is that the direction mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to be going in? Because sometimes people will be like, oh, they'll inbox and say, can you do like a craft show or can you do this? I don't always do everything that I'm offered because yeah. not everything is for me. Exactly. Exactly. And then your next opportunity is going to be exactly right. of what you're looking for. You know, and even it was, even when you say you sold like one or two candles, sometimes you have to go in and like, man, if I just sell one, that means that one person can lead another person mm-hmm. to my company. You know, and you have to think think like that. That's how, like, when I first started my daycare, oh, my God, I had probably, like, two kids <laughs> for a long time when I first started mm-hmm. when it was in my home. But it's like, I'm like, okay, I need to figure out different ways to brand it. And, you know, and, you, and that's exactly what you're doing right now. You find it different ways. Mm-hmm. And that's really good that you're putting yourself out there and do a lot of things. Again, y'all, I'm telling you these candles and stuff. <laughs> so another thing I found is that it's, it's networking. Um, not every time you do a show, you're gonna you're there to sell. Um, you probably go in with the intention to sell. Mm-hmm. But I've went to the shows where I remember it was a show down in front of the library I did. And I I sold maybe three candles. However, I made a connection with um, a husband and wife that I end up doing business with for a while. And I end up doing a, um, that was one of the, probably like the second candles that I branded for a business. So I've realized that not all the time when you do show, when you go into something, it's not always about selling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a networking piece or the mm-hmm. people that um, God has put there for you to meet. Because had I never did that show, I would have never met them and never thought even about branding for businesses. Right. So it was just, so that's my mindset now, but that takes time to get like that. Um, And then it takes like um, trials and tribulations because a lot of things that I've learned with candle making, I've taught myself. I've YouTubed, I've read. um, However I can get information, I'm always learning. Mm -hmm. Um, Always trying to educate myself on different stuff. Um, I hold myself to my own standard. Yes. And because I'm the, I don't, probably like in my generation, I'm the only entrepreneur that I know in my family. Wow. So I'm setting, trying to set, build a foundation. Breaking a cycle. Yes. And and create something for my daughters. Yes. And then I have a granddaughter that's on the way. Something for them to be able, it may not be complete. Mm-hmm. But it'll be the foundation yes. that they'll have. So I don't have um, a blueprint. I'm creating my own blueprint. That's a blessing. So I try to just um, hold myself to a, a different um, standard and to keep um, focus because it's very easy to get distracted, especially like with social media and stuff. And you see other people, other people doing stuff yeah. or. Um, like clicks, things like that, you see that, but you have to be folks, and that's 
too, when it comes with who you have mm-hmm. in your circle, mm-hmm. is very important as well. Um, so I try to just stay focused on what God has for me because I always believe um, what He has for me. Because, like you said, there's a ton of candle companies, but Yankee Candle started in their garage, mm. and look at them now. Yeah. So, and I have like, and I don't mind sharing knowledge. Yeah. Because I feel like it's. You can find it anywhere. Yes. And then if I can help someone on their journey, like I have a guy who reached out to me. I think he stays in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He inboxed me. He saw my, um, he went on my page and then saw all my stuff. And then he reached out. And so now I, I mentor him um, with making candles. That's and nice. I, and it's just, I don't think of it as, like, because someone was like, oh, you're going to tell, like, this and that. And I'm like... It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, your path I'm, is different from right. his. I'm like, they can make the exact same thing, but their minds have, it's a story, like it's a testimony behind my stuff. People sometimes don't, they buy your stuff because of who you are. Mm-hmm. Like your testimony, your story, that's why they buy your product sometimes. So if they can, if they hear that, um, because you never know what someone is going through themselves. Like, you know, you may have people that are dealing with a sickness or or anything like that. So you just have to be, just be mindful. That's mm-hmm. really sweet of you. That's really sweet. Um, so tell me a little about you going through chemo. How did you, like, when did you find out you had colon cancer and everything? So I was, when I found my, so I think this is in our culture too, that, um, a lot of times we don't go to the doctor like we're supposed to. Um, and my dad, especially with men, they don't go to the doctor like mm-hmm. they're supposed to. Women do probably more so than men do, mm-hmm. but men don't. And my dad used to always say, you know, when you get older, you're going to have to get a colonoscopy. You're going to have to get a colonoscopy. But he never said why. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well... Okay, I'll get one. It's just one of those things you put off. And then I was having, it got to the point where I was having problems going to the bathroom. So I ended up scheduling an appointment. So when I went, they sent me to a specialist. So then I had to get a colonoscopy. When I got one, um, he stated that it was man on arm there. And he said that um, I would, um, when he did it and I came back, out from under it, he said that I had over 100 polyps in my colon, and wow. majority of them are cancerous. Wow. Because they have been there for so long. And so, and he said that I will have to go, of course, see um, a chemo doctor. So I went um, to um, City Hospital, mm-hmm. which they were super awesome. And um, I ended up doing chemo for six months every other weekend. And then the weekends when I had to do it, I would go in Fridays and they would give you like, you would go through your treatment, but then they would give you like a a push of chemo. And then on Sundays, the nurse, and then I had to have it. So I had this, um, the chemo was running in me all weekend. And then on Sundays, the nurse would come out and then take it out, take it out of my port. Mm -hmm. And then I would go a week and then the following week I would repeat the process. So, that was my journey with doing chemo. (laughs) So, what what other, what else did you go through? 
when I was doing, um, I would say, so when I did that, I ended up having to have, um, because most of my colon, I think, yeah, most of my colon is gone. So I had to have a, um, ileostomy bag for a year. Wow. So I had that for a year, which was very, um, it was a lot because when you, I think the first thing I thought was I would never find like a husband because I have this ileostomy bag. I had, you know, it's just like things that you go through mentally yes. when you're going through something like that. And so, um, after a year I end up having, um, like they end up reversing it. I did a reversal. Mm-hmm. So I'd be able to go to the party like normal. But then, um, once I had the reversal, I was in the hospital recuperating, and then they told me that I had thyroid cancer. Wow. So then, and I was literally in the bed, in the bed at um, Cleveland Clinic recuperating, and I had tests done, like, right before I went into surgery. So I was recuperating, and she called me while I was at the hospital in the bed to tell me that I had... Um, um, thyroid cancer, so I had to have my thyroid taken out. Wow! So I was just like, <laughs> "That's a lot." I'm like, "Lord, it, it's it's a lot." Um, it touched your faith mm-hmm. a lot because um, I remember because um, my girls were younger, and I just remember like you know thinking like, "Lord, you know I don't want to leave. It's too soon. Like it's a lot of stuff I haven't done yet, you know." And then it's mainly your kids. Like I don't want to leave my kids. Here, mm-hmm. I don't want anyone else raising my kids. And I remember my dad calling me one night, and I remember just crying to him on the phone, like, you know, I don't understand what I, what I, like, what did I do to deserve to have cancer? And then once I got off the phone with my dad, I remember um, just laying in my bed crying. But then I remember the Lord just coming to me and just telling me, it was he was just like whispering in my ear, like, you know, I'm not punishing you. This is Mm -hmm. just something. You're stronger than what you think you are. Because I had just gone through a divorce um, with my ex-husband. I was with for like 14 years. So he had just, like I had just went through that. But I felt like when I was going through chemo, it was just like a way for me. Because I was still stuck on him. Mm-hmm. Because we had been together for so long, it was so hard for me to detach myself. But it was like, in order for me to completely heal from him, the Lord had to take me through this. And he couldn't go through this with me. I need to go through this by myself. So I can see like what my strength was. Mm-hmm. So um, it was just, um, I guess it was just like the start of my journey with my faith. Just knowing who God was. And then standing on his word and trusting him. And no, I've not always been perfect. And, you know, we sometimes our our flesh doesn't, you know, we say, oh, God, you know, even though he's taking me through so much, you know, you sometimes you still question right. things. However, um, it was just the start of my journey with my faith and just knowing who he is um, and just depending on him wow. instead of others. Wow, <laughs> that's really deep. Cause uh, um, so when you going through all of this oh, trials and trials of life, like did you 
find yourself wanting to give up or have you ever thought about, you know, you know, some people get in a depression phase. They find themselves closed in and everything. Did you find yourself getting like that? I would say, um, yeah, I did. But I think I, I really did, like, last last year. Cause it's, yeah, it's been last year. I got really sick last year. And I um, was at work. And then I was having these really bad cramps, so I ended up leaving and going to the hospital, going to emergency. And when I went into emergency, they told me I had, um, it was like a blockage. And so I ended up going, when I went to emergency, they said, um, okay, you're probably going to end up, eventually have to have surgery. And then instead of me, like everything was, nothing would stay down, everything would come out. So I was just throwing up like everywhere. And um, he told me that, so then he came back in and was like, well, you'll probably have to have surgery today. And I said, okay, because there was nobody in the hospital with me. And then he came back in and he was like, well, we're going to have surgery probably within the next half an hour. Wow. And I was just like, wait. And I just started crying because nobody was there. And then I thought like, I'm probably going to die. That was my first thought because Aww. I was like, Lord, why would you, like, normally if you have surgery and you know about it, you prepare yourself, you get things in order, stuff like that. But when you have, when I, when he was like, okay, you're going to have to have emergency, emergency surgery. That was my first thought. It's like, I'm going to die. And, um, I end up, I was just like hysterical and I was calling everybody, like my friends, my family and telling them like, I'm about to go into surgery and everybody was like coming up there, but nobody was there. Wow. And I remember um, when they took me back to prepare me for surgery, it was this nurse. It was a guy nurse. And he was putting my, like, getting my IV and stuff. And he was like, What's wrong? He's like, You just crying. And I said, Because I was like, I'm by myself. And he, I remember him telling me, He's like, Since you're here by yourself, he's like, I'm not going to leave you. He's like, when you come out, I'll be here. Aww. And when I came out of surgery, so I wear glasses. Uh-huh. So, you know, you have to take off your glasses. Yeah. So when I get out of surgery, it was so quiet. And then I just seen this figure, like, sitting in the middle of the floor. And I was like, oh, God, I died. Aww. That was the first thing I thought because I couldn't see. Uh-huh. I can't see anything without my glasses. So I was just like, oh my gosh. And then when he walked towards, when the guy, the guy got up and walked towards me and he's like, I told you I wasn't going to leave you until you came out of, you know, made sure you were okay. And then I knew, you know, that was here, but I was just like, oh my goodness. And then that started a process of, I ended up being in the hospital for three months. Wow. Cause I ended up going into respiratory failure and then I was septic in my body and then it just was like going downhill and then I fell into depression because it felt like, you know, I went in for one thing expecting to be in maybe like three or four days, mm-hmm. but now it's turning into, cause when I went into the hospital, I went into, I was at three different hospitals and then I was in ICU for a lot of them and I was just like, like at that point I was just like, you know, if I'm going to die, like just let me die because this is just a lot. I, I couldn't see the end of the tunnel. And then mm-hmm. it wasn't until I was just like, okay, God, like, 
if this is like my time, then I need to be okay with it. Allow me to be okay with it so I can let my daughters be okay with it. And not that they would be okay with it, but so they wouldn't see me scared. Mm-hmm. And then let my friends and family like be know that I'm in a good place, like I'm okay with it. I think that's the the time when I was really scared and I was just like super depressed um, because the nurses said they can tell that I got depressed because when I first came in, my mood was different and I could tell that I was different, Aww. but it was just because I didn't know like how long I was going to be in there. I couldn't, I didn't talk for three months. I had a trach and um, so I was being fed by, um, like a not, tube. yeah, by tube fed. So it was just like, and then not being able, just your independence where you're waiting for people to come in and as a woman to clean you up, you can't clean yourself up. It's like so degrading. And then you have people that are there to do a job, to get a paycheck. And that's how they treat you. Really? And like, or you have, I had a one nurse that I, like when she came, I just mm-hmm. loved when she came because I knew that she was going to make sure like I was together, clean, mm-hmm. you know, that I had fresh PJs on, um, that I had a bath versus some of the other women that were just there. And, you know, I couldn't do any, like I couldn't wind myself. I couldn't do anything. And they so just I, wasn't doing it right. No. Wow. And it was just like so, and it, and you, I couldn't talk. So I'm writing everything down mm-hmm. and then I'm getting so frustrated because people like, you know, you can't only write so fast. Mm-hmm. So then you're trying to mouth stuff and they can't understand you. It was just like, God, like, why do you have me in this space? I'm like, you know, I've had cancer twice. Why am I going through this again? Like, why am I going, why am I being tested this way? But it's just like through that, it's just like, um, he needed me to be still. Mm-hmm. He needed me to be still and he needed me to refocus on what was important because so many times that we get caught up in the world yes. and what's going on and, you know, we all got bills, we get caught up in that and, you know, the materialistic stuff and it's, it was just like, I describe it as like he just plucked me out of my life for three months and said, I need to spend some time with your daughter. Mm-hmm. And then once he was done, he just put me right back in because when I got home, mm-hmm. it was like um, I was in the process of washing before I left. So clothes was still like right where I left them. I was working on order candle orders. They were just sitting on the table. So it's just like he literally plucked me out of my life for three months and then he put me back in. And you're like, here, get and it to was work. just like, <laughs> oh, wow. It was awesome as far as the experience and just to see how many people because sometimes we say you know like how our life doesn't mean anything like you know if I wasn't here nobody would miss me you know sometimes you have that mentality because you 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 lose yourself in the world and you know sometimes the people that mean the most to you Mm -hmm. It's like sometimes people will have that mindset like they really don't care about me. And if I'm gone, they're not going to miss me. So that gives people like a mindset sometimes. I will, I was in a space like that before. And I'll just be like, 
Okay, if I'm gone, won't nobody miss me. But then, then I had the mindset of like, okay, if I'm, I wish everyone will love me the way they will love me if I wasn't here. I want them to love me like that now, you know. So it it's kind of it's it's just a lot for when a person go through so much when they we're here and no one is there for us. It's like we just feel so empty and we don't have nobody to turn to. But it's like, dang. So if I'm gone, you all want to notice me. You all want to acknowledge me. You all want to purchase things for me you want to support me now you know your mind play tricks on you like that so i already know you was probably feeling that way too yes many times it i was and then too it was like the lord was like since you feel like this i'm gonna let you see what you mean to people it's like he gave me a sneak peek and um when i tell you i was in the hospital for three months and then I went to rehab for a week every single day if I didn't have someone coming to visit people calling like every day people from my church family um I had so many people praying for it was like I um one of my good friends um Shay mm-hmm. made a shirt that says a product of prayer Wow. Because I truly believe that I'm a product of prayer because yes. <laughs> I feel like everybody that knew me or knew my family, my mom, you know, church was praying for me. It's like they bombarded heaven and it was like God heard that and he wow. said, I'm going to leave you here. And it was just an experience just like it's so indescribable. But I was literally on my deathbed. And I feel like God heard their prayers. And he said, it's not your time yet, daughter. And I believe that that's why I'm here. So I always, sometimes I'll hashtag miracle walking because I truly am a miracle. And I truly am a product of prayer. I read somewhere on social media where someone said, you know, prayer doesn't work. And I had to put, post my testimony like, I'm literally a product of prayer. Prayer does work. Mm-hmm. It's not like a fast food thing where, you know, you can say, well, I want this and this. No, prayer doesn't work like that. Yeah, and it's got, it's not even going to work when you want it to work right. either. You right. know, a lot of times it happens unexpectedly because, mm-hmm. you know, we all go through forms of struggle and he just be like why why are you putting me through this and it is painful and then when you're so anxious it get even more painful Mm -hmm. and then once you find yourself relaxed and you really just think about it like okay i see where you're going with this and then next thing you know that blessing yeah yeah it just hits you like boom (laughs) so how how is your health today it is very good. My health is good. I um I have a shirt on that says I don't look like what I've been through. Because I don't. The only no, thing don't. that I have um, is my trach scar, which I was, um, when I first had, I was, I kept it covered with a Band-Aid. And someone was like, why do you have that covered up? Really? And I was like, because. I was like, it's ugly. And they was like, no, that's your beauty mark. Yeah, it's your testimony. You know, what God brought you through. But uh, my health is good. And I believe that he kept me so I could see 
I'm so big on legacy, creating a legacy, creating a legacy. Mm -hmm. And my first grandchild will be here in December. So I believe that the Lord kept me so I'm able to see her being born. And and she's a girl. And to be be able to pour into her. Oh, she's ridiculous. She probably spoiled already. She She got enough clothes for two dressers. Lord. It's ridiculous. But I could not be here. So um, I just am blessed beyond measure. Um, And I try to take every day. And not saying I still get in a funk. Yes. I think that's just who we are. However, I don't stay there. Because mm-hmm. I I know that, you know, last year I was struggling to live, you know, fighting. And so I can't stay there. So, yeah. Aww, so what is something that you could tell a woman to feel her, to make her feel uplifted for her to keep going and telling her to be strong? It'll be okay. What is something you could tell our listeners? What I would say is, and it's probably cliche, is my faith. And it's not saying that you have to read your Bible every day, but you have to find what your journey is. I think to purpose. You have to find what your purpose is in life. Um, Life is not about the everyday going to work, coming home, paying bills. It's not that. Life is so much more than that. You have to figure out what your purpose is. Um, and it doesn't always just come to you. Journaling is a, a big thing that you can do to get your thoughts out. Um, but I would just say um, to find your purpose, connect with women that are like-minded yes. or they may be on another level that you aren't on. However, they don't mind sharing what they have. Mm-hmm. I have... Um, One of my friends told me, don't let everyone in your garden because not everyone is supposed to be there. And I had to learn who my true friends were. And I didn't really have, as women, it's so hard because I feel like we're really catty sometimes. And it's so hard to have people around you that you trust. And I'm 42. And I just started having relationships that I actually could call for anything or talk to them about anything probably at 40. So two years. And not to say that the friendships that I had prior to that were not, but it's like you get to another level. Yeah. And you can't, not everyone is going with you. And I think that that's the thing you have to learn too, that you have to sometimes cut people out of your life and it's not being mean. It's just what's necessary in order for you to grow. Because mm-hmm. people will keep you grounded where they are. If they're on a different level or if they see you striving, mm-hmm. they'll keep you there. trying to pull you down. Or, you know, that's when you have people whispering stuff in your ears and that gets to you. So, yes. <laughs> keeping people around you that are either like-minded or able to pour into you is I think is key too. I would um encourage with that as well. And just enjoy life. Yes. Life is not supposed to be a struggle. And we all have our trials and tribulations, but it's how you deal with them. Mm-hmm. You can let it beat you down 
or you can say, okay, this is what it is. So what are we going to do about it? You you can't change. You're going to always have bills to pay, arguing with your husband, your boyfriend, you know, your kids get on your nerves. You're going to always have that. But you have to learn how to not allow that to, like, just um, take your spirit down. Right. And you have to create, I would say, create a space in your home um, somewhere where you can just go, and if you don't do anything but just sit, maybe and journal. I, I journal a lot, and I also created a um, a, a wall, a prayer wall. That's nice. Where I have um, prayers on it of, you know, the people may have asked me to pray for, or if the Lord puts somebody on my heart, I'll pray for them, you know, put it on there. Mm-hmm. But creating a space, you just have to create a... a just a space where you are, um, that's sacred for you. Yeah, like a space of healing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Most that's definitely. so important because yes. you lose yourself. And as women, we're moms and wives and girlfriends and, you know, business owners. And you put yourself, you have so many titles and you know, taking care of you is the back title, mm-hmm. but everything else is in the front. But you have to learn how sometimes you have to move all that stuff out and then take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to lose yourself and all everything that you have going on. Then you won't be good, no good to anyone. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's important, even if it's not doing anything. But once a week, take yourself out to dinner or take yourself to a movie or call a girlfriend and say hey can you come over or come over to the house create a space at the house um you have to do something that um keeps you uplifted yes you hear that ladies (laughs) yes you always have to keep yourself uplifted and keep yourself going um where i could find a lot of people just because you have years of friendship with that person or, you know, or a person is your family, but you have to recognize a toxic person when you're around that person. And sometimes you have to create your whole space just for you to stay away from that person or limit your conversations with them. Engaging in conversations of negativity and all of that, you have to create your own peace and just accept and pour into other people in a godly way or just a positive way and just have positive conversations instead of negativity. I I find that a lot of people find themselves seeing problems in other people instead of problems within themselves. So that's something real huge that you ladies going to have to practice doing. It is so hard Mm because we, some, some of us women, we've been doing it for so long. So it's a habit. Yes. So it was just something natural that comes out. But you have to work on you and look at the things that you go through yourself. So um, I would like to know, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Okay, so how to get in touch with me? I'm on Facebook. Um, My business is on Facebook under Sweetly Created For You. Um, It's Sweetly Created For You, the number four in a letter U. And then also I have um, a website, which is www.sc, 
the number four, the letter U, candles.com. Um, also on Instagram. And then two, you can message me. Um, I'm really accessible to people. I'm very open. I'm very quiet. Yes. But don't. <laughs> I um, Once I um, open up, I love. I'm a people person. As far as I like to watch people, that's just how I am. Um, but I'm very open, like, to questions. Like, if you have a question about anything or maybe if you're going through anything, um, I would be more than happy um, to talk to people. I have different product lines. Um, one of the product lines that I have is called a prayer line that I created for um, just kind of to help with your prayer life. Um, as like your prayer journey, I think I have four, yeah, four different ones that I offer that you're able to, um, that you can see on my website, but it's kind of just to help. And I do use those like in my, um, like in my quiet time, um, I use candles a lot, of course, because I'm always <laughs> making them. However, if I didn't use candles, I still would, if I didn't make them, I would still use them. But I would um, say those are the ways that you can contact me. I'm very accessible to people. <laughs> well, thank you, Brandy, for coming out. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and that is Life Her Podcast when you look us up. And you can also go on to our website, www.lifeherpodcast.com. And you can also listen to other podcast episodes and purchase merchandise for Life Her. I am Yvette Lloyd and I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. <laughs>